Our gospel lesson for today will serve as the basis for our sermon. It comes from Matthew chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Good morning. How are you guys today? Good. good. It's good to see you this morning. When you guys have something that you really, really like, something that belongs to you, have you ever written your name on it? I want to. Write your name on something? Why? Why would you do that? What do you want other people to know? You want people to know that it's yours, right? So you put your name on it. That's called, um, this is my possession. I possess this. It's mine. And so you write your name on it. Today we're going to talk about how God did that with you and with me. When you were baptized, God put his name on you. He baptized you into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He put his name on you. He said, you belong to me. Today we're talking about how we are God's treasured possession. And as his treasured possessions, he gives us a purpose. There's something that he, he asks us to do. He says today, you are salt and you are light. Well, how is it that we could be salt and light? God says, I have made you this way. I have made you salt and I have made you light as my treasured possession. I have made you a certain way so that you can go out into the world and serve me. Today we're going to talk about the, the gospel good news that God has made us his own possession, that we belong to him, and that he has given us work to do. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for making us your chosen people, your, your treasured possession. Help us to better understand all that you have done for us, forgiving our sins and making us your own. Help us to better understand the purpose that you have given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Can you imagine a world without salt? If you enjoy a, a good piece of meat, a, a steak, a pork chop, a piece of chicken, it just tastes better with salt. 
If you eat a, a, a piece of meat that has not been salted at all, it just won't taste quite right. I remember once uh, t- did a little experiment with salt. Took a radish and sliced the radish kind of like a potato chip and just laid it out on a plate and salted it. A salted radish tastes very different than a radish on its own. They even put salt in chocolate bars now. Why? To make the chocolate taste more chocolatey. Salt brings out flavor in food. When you put salt on food, you taste more of the unique characteristics of that food. We probably think of of flavor enhancement as one of the primary purposes of salt, but for a long time it wasn't that way. You, You might know that. Salt was primarily a preservative for much of world history. It's really only the last hundred years or so with the advancement of refrigeration that we've started to think of salt in its, its secondary purpose, flavor enhancement, but for a lot of people, it's always been about preservation. Before refrigerators, if you were going to slaughter a cow, you needed to preserve all that meat. You weren't going to be able to eat it in a day. Salt was incredibly helpful in keeping that meat from spoiling. Can you imagine life without light? As far as I'm aware, everyone in here can see. There are some people who are fully blind. Their brain is not able to perceive the light that their eyes pick up, and they live in darkness. People who are blind can learn to get by in this world full of light, but there's a lot that you miss when you can't see. Think about all the the evidence of God's creative majesty, his glory that we see in creation. The colors of, of all the different kinds of flowers. The incredible diversity in human appearance. All the many details that we miss out on when light shines into the world and helps us see all the things around us without light. You miss so much. The world is just a better place with salt, and the world is just a better place with light. And today we hear our Savior Jesus tell us that you are salt and you are light. You are to go out into the world and make the world a better place. Last week when we began this little series on Jesus' sermon, we focused on a very important detail at the beginning of Matthew chapter 5, It's this little detail where we're told Jesus is talking to his disciples. And that's important because of our previous series. You remember we focused on Jesus appearing to us as the anointed one, the Messiah, the promised Savior, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and the light of the world. The fact that Jesus is those things, the promised Savior from sin, death, and hell, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the whole world, definitely all of your sins removed by Jesus, and the light of the world shining into this dark world, helping us see things for what they really are, that matters. And a disciple of Jesus is someone who knows who Jesus is and believes he is who he says he is. The Messiah, the Lamb of God, the light of the world. So that's important because Jesus is talking to people who are already Christians. He's talking to people who already know who he is. And to people who are Christians, to people who know who Jesus is, he doesn't say, be salt. 
He doesn't say become light. He says you are. He says you are salt. He says you are light. He says I've made you this way. Now be what I've made you to be. When Jesus came into this world, he he really did season it. He made it taste better. In a couple weeks, we're going to look at the account of Jesus' transfiguration where he gives a glimpse of his glory to his disciples and they hear God's voice, the voice of the Father from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus was so perfect, he never made a mistake. Every single moment of his life, he literally made the world taste better to our God who demands perfection. Jesus preserved the world too. He preserved it from moral decay as he went around the world and told people to to leave their life of sin, to repent. He kept people from becoming worse and worse and worse by showing them who they are and calling them to repentance and then saying, now go leave your life of sin. He was that perfect light shining into the darkness, helping people see their sin, their need for a savior, and showing them, I am exactly the savior that you need. Every moment when Jesus was in this life, on this earth, he perfectly functioned as salt, enhancing the flavor of the world, preserving the world from moral decay and shining light. He he did it all, and he did it perfectly. You and I were, were once without purpose, We were without value. It's so interesting to me that this set of readings we have today is laid out the way it is. Because there was a time when God said to his people, if you obey me, then you'll be my possession, then you'll be my people, then you'll be a holy nation. And they said, yes, we'll do it. But they failed. They had no value before God, nothing to offer him, no purpose And that was true for you and me. No value before God, worthless. Nothing we could offer to him. We certainly couldn't make this world taste better to him. We certainly couldn't preserve this world from moral decay. We were the problem. We were full of darkness. We had no light to shine into this world. But then our Savior Jesus comes along, perfect salt, perfect light. He had done nothing wrong. And he goes to the cross, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, offering his life and changing everything for you and for me. We always talk about what Jesus has done for us in terms of forgiveness, right? He has removed our sin. He's forgiven us all of our failures. But there's another way that we can speak about what Jesus has done for us on the cross. We can talk about what he has made us. Once we weren't God's people, once we had no value, but now we are his people, now we do have value. We are this chosen people, this royal priesthood, this holy nation, this special possession of God. Why? Why has he given us value? Why has he cleansed us? Why has he made us his child? Why has he put his name on us? To give us value and purpose. He's taken people who have no value, people who have no purpose, 
and he's given us value, and he's given us purpose. And today he tells us what that purpose is. You are salt. You are light. Be salt, be light. That sounds intimidating to us. What can I, as one person, do to make the whole world taste better? There's so much wickedness out there. What can I as one person do to preserve the world from moral decay. I'm just one person. How can I shine light in the whole world? First thing to know, that's not what Jesus asks you to do. He doesn't say you singular. He says you plural. He's talking to all of you at the same time. All of you together, disciples of Jesus, Christians together, you all function together as salt. You all function together as light. But each of you in your own little spot. Not way over there, right where you are. You are called to serve as salt in your home. You're called to serve as salt in your school. You're called to serve as salt in your workplace, in your circle of friends, in your immediate family. You are called by God to make that spot taste better. You're called by God to preserve that little corner of God's kingdom. And he doesn't tell you to become this way. He says, you are this way. I've made you this way. Be what I've made you to be. When your friends at school invite you to to come and sin with them, don't go sin with them. If your spouse invites you to come and sin, don't go sin Preserve the the world around you from moral decay. Be what God made you to be. Make the world taste better as you obey your God. Jesus reminds us here, he didn't come to get rid of the rules. He didn't come to get rid of the law. He came to fulfill it, to be what we can't be, to, to forgive all of our failures, and he's done that, to give us a purpose, to serve him in this world. When we obey him, when we live our lives according to God's word, when we value the things that God values, we are a light shining in a dark place. When we bring people to see God for who he really is and what he's really like, when we share the good news of Jesus with others, we are a light shining in the darkness. And if you're like me, this is the point where you're just feeling like garbage because you look at your life And you see all the times when you don't function as salt. You don't function as light. But I want you to know that that's not really the point of today's sermon. Jesus' sermon today is not to just make you feel like a failure. It's not to make you go home sad because you haven't been salt and you haven't been light. Today, Jesus wants you to see that he makes those without value valuable. He takes people with no purpose and gives them a purpose. If you feel guilty about times in your life when you haven't been salt and you haven't been light, fine, but realize that's just you honestly looking at what you're like by nature. Listen to the words of God. Jesus did not come to get rid of the law, but to fulfill it, to do what it demands. 
And from there he went to the cross where he poured out his blood for you, for me, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So be at peace. All your failures to be salt and light are gone. And listen to what God says. Believe what he says. He says you are salt. Like it or not, that's what he's made you to be. You are light. So be what God has made you to be. Function in the world the way your God has made you to function. You have value, infinite value. God has placed his name on you and he says, you are mine. You have purpose, valuable purpose, as you serve God in a world that is full of wickedness, full of decay. God says, you get to make it taste better. You get to preserve it from moral decay. You get to shine my light in your little corner of the kingdom. You are this way. God has made you this way. Joyfully serve him and serve the purpose that God has made for you. Amen.